Hello and welcome to Men in Progress, the podcast of the United Methodist Men of Treach here in Flower Mound, Texas. We're part of the Life Plus God podcast series from Treach Memorial United Methodist Church. We drop a new podcast every Tuesday. I really appreciate you listening to our latest episode. My name is Dave Casey, and if you've listened to our podcast before, you know that we're just a bunch of guys trying to be better men and live better lives in our walk with God. In this episode of Men in Progress, we're tackling one of the most discussed, debated, and sometimes controversial topics when it comes to Christianity, and that's M-O-N-E-Y, money. If you look at the few times Jesus got angry, more than once, it was about money. In fact, it's estimated that 15% of everything Jesus had to say was about money and possessions. In all, there are roughly 2,350 verses in the Bible about money, how we should think about it, who we should give it to, and the danger that comes from loving it too much. To help me discuss these thoughts and others, I'm joined by three of the brightest brothers that we have from Treach Memorial United Methodist, Ted Hyde, Paul Beck, and Michael Tuggle. Guys, welcome to Men in Progress. Thanks. Man, I'm to delighted here. to be here. Yeah, what, a, what, so a, what a cast and crew we have tonight. So I, I've got to tell you, in getting ready for this podcast, I've been thinking a lot about the role that money plays in our lives, not just our church lives uh, or the Methodist church or even faith in general, but it, it just seems to be a very divisive topic. And uh, so we're going to start there. And I'm going to start with Mr. Beck, Paul Beck. You know, what do you think it is about money and even giving it away that causes anxiety and stress in people? I think, uh, and, you know, and I can say this with some authority. I think people worry about, worry too much about losing their home, uh, not being able to pay the bills, uh, certainly not wanting to infringe upon their children. My kids really don't want me to move in with them. Right. Uh, so I think that's for so me. So just that overall kind of like catastrophe that could happen. Yeah, yeah. Do that. And no yeah. matter what, how much money you have, it seems like people worry about that. That's correct. You know. Yeah, I mean because you know, as as we all know, you know, particularly with the group that's in attendance tonight, we all have friends and relatives uh, that have had medical issues. Yeah. And uh, medical problems uh, can. That can wipe you out. They can wipe you out in a hurry. Well, and I think you know, and and. You might want to speak to this a little bit, Ted, but I've, mm-hmm. I've seen people that I thought were comfortable and had money have a medical problem, and then um, pretty much you don't get assistance until you've run through all your money. You know? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know. uh, to tell you the truth, from my perspective, there's two issues uh, that are at the forefront of what you're asking about, and one is this sense of scarcity. There's mm-hmm. once that there's just, there's a sense that, there's never enough, just right. like what you said. But there's another side of that, too, and I believe it's the self-centeredness that we all have to overcome because there's something that is built into us to put our want to put ourselves first. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, at the base level, that's kind of human survival, but yeah. we kind of have to overcome that because we aren't in danger you know, we, there's no saber-toothed tiger going after us, you know. <laughs> so, Michael, do you think money's a harder thing for people of faith to reconcile? Because, you know, part of our faith is that uh, we don't own this money. This is all God's money. We're, the, we're called to be the steward of the money. 
but it's not really ours. That should be our, I guess that should be what we think as Christians. I'm not sure that everyone does, but. Yeah, I think it, I think it should be. I think your primary orientation should be that it's God's and we're just stewards of it and we're here to take care of it. But I also think we're Christians, but we're also just human beings. And I think we are somewhat wired. Um, some are wired, as Ted said, more of a selfish kind of thing, like I want to hold on to what I have and not share it. Um, I think for a lot of people it's fear, uh, yeah. like kind of what Paul was saying. I mean, I I remember when I was early in my career, you know, my mindset was, God, if I could just make X, I'd be okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. You go from that early stage of month to month to bouncing a check here and there to whatever, yep. and it's like, if I could just make X. And then I was making 2X, and I was still thinking, golly, if I could just make 4X, yeah. 5X. You know? Or even switch to Ys. You right. Know? right. <laughs> exactly. Add some more zeros. Right. Absolutely. And, and then I got to the point where I was making enough that it wasn't month to month. I could yeah. put a little bit away. We could afford a vacation, what have you. But then I shifted into the fear of I don't have enough to retire. Right. And I've sort of honestly in that same period now where I'm, I'm not ready to retire, but I'm looking down the road at it. I'm going, I haven't saved enough for retirement. Yep. And then it becomes a legacy question of, boy, I'd love to leave something for my children. Sure. And so there's always something to be fearful of. And I don't like feeling like chicken little at all. I yep. don't, yep. but, but I find myself in that position and it, I have to tell myself that there's a bigger thing at work here than, than just me. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because, um, and we'll get into this a little bit during the podcast. We're in the starts of a of a capital campaign here at this church, and I've been through many of those uh, campaigns over the years. And part of that um, is that you know you you have some frank discussions about money, um, and you're asking people to to maybe relinquish a little more than they have, uh, no matter where they are in their life of giving. You're asking for just a tad more. But the, but the challenge is that I think that uh, um, when when people look at it, they've they've got a budget, they've had everything put together, and uh, you know any variation from that, it seems that creates fear. That's kind of what what you talked about. I think in many cases, um, you know, to get back to what we talked about um, in faith, um, I think there's many of us that if you ask them, are you a faithful Christian? Like, gosh, I am. Yes, I am. Um, but when it comes to giving money away, uh, you know, it's hard to, we never, I never ask anybody this, but you know, there's the concept of tithing. Do you tithe, you know, and, and do you fulfill that part of your Christian walk by saying, yes, I, you know, I, uh, I, I give my money and I give it in a, with a sense of joy, not a sense of dread or a sense of obligation. So Ted, can you speak to that? Is that something, a struggle that you've been through or? Well, um, as we mature in our faith, I think everybody, or an awful lot of us anyway, yeah. have to mature and grow into that. But uh, I want to start by saying that um, if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, then I want to give you a buy because there are other yeah. issues. There are other issues to address there. But if you do believe in the Creator, and if you believe in the sacrifice Jesus Christ made for us, then how can you not be grateful 
and want, actually want to give back. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're instructed to do that. So, again, if you don't believe that there is a creator, let's, let's talk about a different topic. But yeah. if you yeah. do, then I just think it's all about being grateful mm-hmm. for who God is and what Christ has done for us. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, it's really a personal relationship. It's a personal decision, although it becomes a family decision when it becomes money. I think you know we uh, we certainly I wouldn't I wouldn't make any major decision. I don't think without uh, uh, talking to Doris about it. Although earlier in our marriage we had a couple of incidents like that. I came home with a new truck one day, and uh, <laughs> she said, "Wow, is is that in our budget?" And I said, "Well, it was." It's in my budget, you know, <laughs> so it was, and that was a, you know, it was a hard discussion there for a bit, but, uh, but she said, Hey, you know, you know, you've got your own income, I guess that's okay. Uh, so, but anyway, you, you, you get into those type of things, but, uh, but to go back to the Christian analysis of it, and I think Ted, you expressed it very well, but not everyone kind of looks at it that way. So I think we've all seen a number of very high profile highly visible, I'll just say TV preachers, maybe, um, that carry on a certain lifestyle. They live in mansions, they fly around in jets, uh, drive expensive cars, they have an entourage. And I'm just wondering if some people of faith, or even those that aren't believers, uh, see that and immediately bring them a negative connect, you know, a negative connotation between church and money. So, Paul, if you have you talked to anybody uh, that uh, brought that up when you said, "Hey, I'm a I'm a Christian," I don't know that I've actually spoken to anybody about that. But you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, we look at those we look at those televangelists, those guys with all the money. We have no idea. They might they might tie twenty percent of that money back to the church and, or, or to other other worthy causes. Yeah. So I mean, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, we may not approve of their lifestyle. There are probably lots and lots of people in their churches that don't have enough food, that don't have you know, that right. struggle to pay their electric bill. And should they reach out and they should they be helping those folks? You know, that's a that's a big, big, big dirty can of worms that yeah. that you open up there. But um you know, I you know I want to come back to to something you know that, that Ted mentioned earlier that uh, you know I was on a a weekend retreat years ago and um, and and when I, when Kim and I first started uh, coming to Treach, you know we decided that we needed to donate to the church and um, this was back in 1984 back in the old days sure and and you oh, know, when a dollar was worth something back when then. a dollar well, so <laughs> so we were we were really big givers because you know I told her I said why don't we why don't we why don't we give $25 a week to the church? Yeah. That's a hundred bucks a month, you know? So, and, and, and we started doing that and, and then, you know, we probably bumped it up a little bit. I, like I say, I went on this retreat and that's where I heard, you know, that, uh, you know, that somebody mentioned it here already that everything comes from God and all he asked for in return is 10%. Yep. So, you know, I thought to myself, you know, that's a pretty good deal in and of itself. But then the real the real clincher for me was that I could take my paycheck and and I'm a and I am a uh, after tax tither because yeah. even Jesus said give to Caesar you know what Caesars do but you know 
but it, it makes it so simple. When I look at my when I look at my payroll check, I can take that check and I can move the decimal one place. Yeah. And I know how much to write the check. Easy to get to ten percent. It really is simple. Yeah. And and I have to tell you that since we made that decision and we've never wavered. And there have been a couple of thick and thin. There have been yeah, a, yeah there have been a couple of dry spells in the Beck household with jobs, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. But we've never ever wavered on that ten percent. And you know, you can take a look at me. I've not done without anything. You know, yeah. I've eaten well and <laughs> there's no question about it. And we live in a we live in a beautiful home and and you know, scratch golfer. I mean, well, obviously been on the course a lot. Well, it, this is supposed to be a Christian discussion, oh, yeah. so we're going to have to pass we, on. We that, won't get into golf. Scratch then. golfer. There, you know, we're going to do a Michael. We will have to do a golf segment here in one of these things. But so. yeah, but, <laughs> but but you know you know but like I say I since we've tied you know our life has been I don't want to say it's been perfect but I got to tell you what it's been good. Well, it's got to give you a peace of mind. Yeah. kind of thing. And, yeah. and you know, yeah. and, and my my dear pastor, you know, is always after me to you know, do the automatic deposit into the, into the church. And I, and I told, and I tell him, I get up Sunday mornings and uh, I do last minute preparation for my Sunday school class. And I pull out the checkbook and I write my check. I write a check and I bring it with me to the church. In the old days, I got to put it in the offering plate. Now I get to put it in the offering box. But, but you know, it, that for me is a big deal. Taking that check and putting it in the offering. Yeah. But, Paul, before we move on, and you and I are on the same page. I agree. But, and I think this is what you said before, but Ann and I did not start in our marriage tithing. Well, neither well, did we. Yeah. yeah. No. We, we yeah, were neither did we. A little bit. So. And so there are people listening to this right now, I hope, that maybe they aren't tithing, maybe they aren't giving anything. So... I think the objective is to get to tithing, but to start. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. To start giving something. Yeah. yeah, it was really interesting along the way. One of the things that helped fight the fear that I felt was every time we tended to say, okay, we're going to give more, and we gave more, magically, more showed up. Yeah. Like, I, I had times when I, I really don't think, we, I mean, we can afford it, but it's going to hurt a lot, and I don't know. You know, we'll see how it goes. And then a freelance project would fall out of the sky. Yeah. Or, you know, a different job would show up, or a raise would show up, or just, and it was like, you know, people say, well, it's coincidental. And I'm like, well, you can believe it's coincidental. I don't really believe it's coincidence. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's a, you know, well, I wish I had a million dollars and it shows up tomorrow. It's not that kind of relationship. Yeah, it's not a genie in the bottle <laughs> <No>. kind of deal. <laughs> but it so. is a if if you can lean into it and trust a little bit yeah. and believe that it's going to be okay, then I think a lot of times yeah. it, it is. Key uh, key comment. You know uh, what you just said uh, when you <clears throat> when you write that check, you know that ten percent that tithe. You have to trust. Mm. Yes. Because, you know, it'd be a lot simpler to write a 1% or a 2% sure. or a 3% and, you know, put it off to the side and say, well, you know, when I don't need this, I'll give it to the church. Yeah. But, but giving it all at once, that 10%, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. And, and, and the good news is that, is that, you know, I'm now living proof that that, that works. And, and, and the more often I can tell somebody about it, the more often I like to do that. Because yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, 
despite that, it's interesting having served on finance over the years in this in this church, and, and every church is the same. I'll say, is that the great majority of the contributions happen in the fourth quarter, and a great majority of those happen in the month of December. So people aren't as faithful as you in terms of of a regular giver. They they might be regular, but they're regular on an annual basis as as opposed to a, a weekly or monthly basis. So that's a, it's certainly a challenge for church budgeting, but, um, but, you know, regardless of that, the, uh, the effort is there, the contribution is made. I think that's, that's really at the end of the day, what's important. So Michael, I got a question for you. This, you know, this is, uh, in the way you answered that earlier question, you, you may talk around, you may talk directly to this, but, um, you know, do you think people struggle in giving to church? Cause conceptually, Grace is free, you know. Grace is free to us as believers, you know. And so, we're just kind of thinking there shouldn't should there be a cost? It's free. I mean, that, that's the church doors are open. You come in and and uh, you know, why is that? Why are there dollars attached to that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it is a it is a free enterprise for sure. You don't have to spend a dime, and that's a beautiful part of it. Yeah. But I think to Ted's part earlier. If you are a believer and if you believe in a creator and you want to see good in the world happen, it doesn't happen just by magic or accident, right? It does take an investment. Sure. And so I think you can look at it certainly with the mindset of, well, I have to pay this or the church has to pay its bills or whatever. But if you can frame it, you know, with a mindset of you're helping build the kingdom, you're helping to do good work. You're helping to do missions work. You're helping to reach people who need it, need yeah. faith, need God, need Christ a lot more than maybe we do, yeah. right? If you can think about it that way, yeah, it's free. But again, what a joy to be in a position where you can give. And we're going to talk about the yep. revival campaign. I sure. think that is part of that is doing that with a cheerful heart looking at down down the road of what does the next 40 years of this church look like what a gift to be able to invest in that and to be part of you know expanding the kingdom through treach mm -hmm. to our community is, is is pretty special yeah you're a great straight man because i'm going to go right now right to mr ted hyde and we're going to talk a little bit about treach's upcoming capital campaign which is called revival and for those that don't know, uh, Ted and his wife, Ann, are co-chairs of Revival. So, Ted, for listeners who haven't heard anything about the campaign, tell us a little bit about what it's about and why is it important to Treach. Well, I want to start by saying if you're attending Treach and you haven't heard anything about <laughs> Revival, then, then we're doing something wrong. But uh, there may be people listening that don't come. On, on a regular basis and are not aware. Yeah. So um, I got to tell you, I'm so excited, uh, genuinely excited about this uh, initiative, this program going on within our congregation. I'm going to start initially with the very fundamental aspects of the campaign. We just celebrated uh, our 30th, I'm uh, pardon me, our 40th year as a congregation, and that is phenomenal. And God has blessed us so powerfully, and the, this congregation has truly been the hands and feet of Christ. But there are parts of our 
physical structure that have not received the repairs that they've needed. They've not received the updating or even the ability to make changes to effectively do ministry. So this campaign is about our physical infrastructure, right? We're going Mm -hmm. to do repairs. We're going to do some reconfiguration. And we're going to make enhancements. Now, fundamentally, uh, this is going to be funded by, number one, the sale of our Family Life Center. Um, Which is one just one of the buildings on our campus. That's so, exactly yeah. right. Okay. And the other one is through <clears throat> the Revival Investment Campaign, mm-hmm. where people have the opportunity to contribute toward. But I want to tell you that, it's so much more than about the building. I love the word revival because that's exactly what this initiative is. To me, it's an opportunity for our congregation to rally around this initiative. Um, I read this book just recently. It's called The Art of Hospitality. Oh, neat. One of the things that is said in this book that I truly think is profound is that we need to do everything we can inside our congregation to support and make comfortable everyone from outside our congregation. That's what revival is all about. Yeah, the invitational part. It's, yeah. It is an invitational part that we rally around that we're excited about, and we give God the glory for um, as we proceed. Well, thank you. Thank you much for that, and thanks for for stepping up to chair it. I know that's a big... Well, Ann and I are co-chairs with Chris and Nikki Sears, but let me tell you, there are a, a massive number of hands and feet involved in this overall. Oh, that's wonderful. That's that's cool. That's a good feeling. Well, you know, uh, as a part of that, Paul, and, it, and this ties a little bit what you said earlier, you know, one of the themes in this campaign and pretty much every campaign I've been part of is, is equal sacrifice, not equal gifts. And I think we all look around and say, well, you know, this guy over here, is, he could give millions if he wanted, you know, that type of thing. I only can give this much. And uh, it seems like that's a, a mindset we have to deal with and, and, and something we have to kind of reconcile for ourselves. So what, what's your opinion of the, that concept of equal sacrifice, not equal gifts? I didn't think you were going to ever let me talk again. <laughs> uh, which, that's scary. Uh, well, I have the, I, I don't have the button. Jeez. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I guess we're stuck with you. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is that, you know, that there are some people that, you know, in, some people, what, what's the word, you know, with, when you have more money than you know what to do with it, um, what, I'm struggling, what's... This is more money than you know what to do with? Yeah, no, I mean... I'm unfamiliar with the concept. Well, <laughs> but, but disposable. Oh, some, disposable you know, income. Some people have... Yes, yes. You know, I, I have a high school buddy who's, who's a multimillionaire, 
He's got lots of money. Yeah. He's got lots of houses. He, I mean, you know, so he's got lots and lots of disposable income. The Becks don't have a lot of disposable income. Do do we have enough money to to participate in this program? You bet we do, and we will. Mm-hmm. But but I wanted to share a story. I I'm one of the guys that's involved with putting together one of the uh, the upcoming gatherings, and so I'm calling people after they've received an email. One of the guys that got an email is actually not a member of this church. Hmm. Uh, he and his wife do attend uh, the Berean Sunday School class, which is cool. And, yeah. uh, and Shameless plug. For shameless the, plug. Yeah, yeah okay. we, we still have a few chairs left. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I called him the other night, and, 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 and I suggested him. I said, you know, are you going to be able to come to the, to the gathering? And he says, no, because he's got a good reason. He, yeah. His job will keep him from being there. But he says, he says, by the way, I, I got the email, and he says, you know, I, already, I, I went ahead and wrote a check for $10,000 and sent it to Daniel. <laughs> not, not a member of wow. this church. That's powerful. His grandchildren yeah. go to TEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he yeah. and his wife love the Sunday school class they attend. He belongs to another church in another state. But like he said, there yeah. was no question in my mind. So you talk about, you know, you talk about, stepping up sure yeah and you know and and yes he can afford it i don't have i'm not worried about him missing a meal yeah but you know he didn't have to do that of course not yeah so you know that's a testimony to well to your sunday school obviously but to this church overall absolutely yeah absolutely so yeah the equal sacrifice for yeah it's we all know what we all know what we can do right and 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 that's and that's between me and god yeah, I'm yep. going to fill out a document and sign it, but you know that's not a legal document. Sure. If I choose not to pay that off, that's fine. But 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 if I sign that document, I've told God that I'm participating in this program, and and I will follow through. Yeah, yeah. I remember the last time, the last uh, campaign we had, Kim and I, you know, came up with a number, and lo and behold, you know this commission check came in and that commission check came in and we paid off our three-year commitment and golly gee, we still had some more money. So we gave more and you talk about yeah. the feel good yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. So Absolutely. I hope I answered your question. No, yeah. you did. I, I rambled. It I'm is, sorry. it is definitely equal sacrifice, not equal gifts. So on paper, you know, kind of changing our mindset about money, um, and really embracing the idea that uh, the complete faith and giving money away without worry seems like it should be should be easy. You know, we're all we're, we're studied of the Bible, we're studied in, in Christianity and Methodism, and uh, but you know, if I uh, turn on the news, and all I hear about is inflation, uh, healthcare. You know, there's no end to the cost of healthcare. Uh, you know, we've had a pandemic. Um, now, because of good health care, we're going to last a lot longer. So now I'm going to I'm going to outlive my money, you know, because my health is so good. Uh, so it's not an easy topic. So, Michael, what, you know, what do you say to people that are still afraid to trust God, you know, with their money and, and how they spend it? What I would say is, you know, dip your toe in. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things, I mean, Ted and Paul were just talking about it, and we certainly went through that, too, of, early on was we didn't give nearly what we 
wished we could, wanted to, well, no, not what we wanted to, we wanted to give a lot, but we were afraid to give more than we did. Sure. And we were probably unable to give as much as we'd like. But one of the things that really, really helped that was, and it always, in our in October when we do our stewardship campaign, they started to put the postcards and they had that 1% step up graph on the back. Yep. Yep. And it showed if you give 1% of your income, this is what it looks like. Yeah. And if you give 1% this year, well, maybe next year try 2%. And then the next year try 3%. And then before you knew it, we were at 9%. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is doable. It's just, but, but you don't have to go. Because you think about tithing at right at the gate, and you're like, oh, that's really hard to get my head around. Yeah. yeah. So if I can't do that, well, I just won't do anything at all. And that's so... It's hard to get, you got to get started. Yeah. Yeah. And so even if, I mean, there's the story of the, you know, the widow that gave the two pennies, right? Even if you give a little bit, you know, just to get going, you'll see how it goes. And you see, you know what? I can do this. And it, yeah, it might be one less latte, one less pizza a month, but I can do it. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, I won't say mechanisms, but there's just ideas. And I think psychologically, and of course, the Bible says, you know, the whole idea of the ten percent is first fruits. So that's the money you give, or the grain you give first, right? And then you live on the rest, you know. And that's really the way we should do it. And if we, if you follow that, it it actually kind of leads to something I think every one of us has talked about is once you've made that commitment and done that, um, you don't really miss it. It's like I can't tell you that Netflix really affects my monthly budget because it's there every month. And it, you know, and there's probably a dozen other subscriptions that I'm, I'd forgotten that I have that are there every month that I have to, you know, go back and clean up every once in a while. But it is a, I think it's a, it's a mindset that we, we, we enter into. And I think, uh, it's so much better. And I like Paul, I, I really like the idea of writing a check, you know, it's funny. I write so few checks. When I actually write a check, the bank calls Doris and say, "We think you've been hacked because there's a strange signature that just showed up." I mean, is it okay? You know, is that kind of deal? I write one check every two to three years. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, I just want to interject here. Sure. I believe yeah. I, I believe and agree with everything that we've been talking about on this particular topic, but I don't want to th- want anyone who's listening to think. We don't realize that their folks really struggling. Oh yeah. yeah. That trying to make ends meet means that you're working multiple jobs. And I get that. I really do. But I wanna just suggest and, and I'm harping here a little bit, but um I believe God calls us to have faith in him. And what's really hard for me is when I change, I um, use a synonym of that word faith, and we've said it, it really hits home when I trust God. Again, if you're not giving at all, try starting small. Just mm-hmm. try starting small and see. Put God to the test. See that he is faithful. Yeah. Man, we've got a preacher in the making here. Oh, are you I kidding? Think, right. oh, there's no question about that. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to challenge my good friend Michael here. Ah, ah. 
he made a comment just a minute ago, and he said, you know, just uh, dip your toe in the water. Mm-hmm. I think the challenge for those of us that have dove into the pool is that we need to share that with those people that are learning, mm. that are growing. You know, I <laughs> I think there are a lot of young people in this church that would sit in this room and say, man, that's, that's four pretty cool guys, you know, because yeah. they know us. Nobody's going to say that. <laughs> I, 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 I beg to differ, Michael, but, 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 but I have to tell you that, you know, I think we, it's, I think it's our responsibility. It's, mm. a, it's a responsibility yeah. for us to share that we've done it and it works. Yeah. There, there's a, again, I've chaired one of these campaigns in the past as well, served on finance and, uh, there's old and new schools of thought. You know, the old school of thought, it's nobody's business what I give to the church. Mm-hmm. It's nobody's business whether I give to the church even. Um, and certainly that that's one way to look at it. The second way really is that you model behavior. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you open openly talk about, you know, I have no problem giving to the church because the church has done so much for me, that the Lord has done so much for me, and, and that these people have done so much for me and anything I can do to help their mission, I'm all in, you know, and that's the type of positive reinforcement I think we talk about. So guys, I've got to thank you so much for joining me. This is a tough decision or a tough discussion and you guys just handled it wonderfully. So thanks again. Thank thanks. you. Enjoyed it to be here. All righty guys. So there you have it, episode 16 of Men in Progress. We hope you enjoyed our conversation and that you'll join us again in May when our topic will be how to be a good parent when your kids don't honor father and mother. Knowing we all have perfect children, I'm sure that'll be a short one. Thanks again to Ted Hyde, Paul Beck, and Michael Tuggle for joining me and sharing their wisdom with our listeners. Thanks for listening to Men in Progress from Treach Memorial United Methodist Church, Flower Mound, Texas. I'm Dave Casey. We'll see you next time. This episode of the Men in Progress podcast is sponsored by Treach Memorial United Methodist Church, where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're in or near Flower Mound, Texas on any Sunday morning, we would love to welcome you to any of the Treach services. Or you can follow our services anytime on our Facebook page or at tmumc.org.